Hello and welcome back to On The Spot Thought. I'm here with Andrew Steen today and we're going to be talking about peer pressure. So Steen, just tell us a little about, bit about yourself to start us off. Um, I'm Andrew. Uh, I study computer science. I go to the gym a lot. That's really all that I do. <laughs> I go to I go to the class, I sleep, and I go to the gym. It's a really exciting life I live, but you know, gotta love it. So, when did you start going to the gym a whole lot? Uh, when I graduated, like the summer before I came to college, I kind of like thought, you know, people always like usually gain a lot of weight when they go to college, and I was <laughs> like, I'm gonna start early and um, like get into the habit and routine of going to the gym and working out. And then I realized I really liked it. And yeah. And so now I do it a lot. Just been consistent ever since? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. But um, so the topic we're talking about today, peer pressure, Steen. So uh, I feel like I've been pressured into talking <laughs> about this. <laughs> uh, you may have. You may just have. Um, so just kind of get things rolling on the topic. Do you, do you remember a time in your life or a specific experience where you were peer pressured into doing something right off the top of your head or anything like that? Or have you never been peer pressured in your entire life? That would be impressive. I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I would say for the most part, I'm usually not influenced very much by other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I'll do things, I'll be like pushed over the edge to do things, but I'm already yeah. like wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. It's just like... I really shouldn't do this, like, for example, like, I really shouldn't stay up to 12.30 when I have to get up for <laughs> class at 6 the next day, but, you know, yeah, do it anyway. Yeah. It's more things like that, mm -hmm. I would say, that more susceptible to, because yeah. for the most part, I'm kind of just, like, do it, like, <laughs> yeah. live my life the way I want to, so I don't really care as much what other people think mm -hmm. about me, so. Yeah. Yeah, I know... Like, the way I'm peer pressured is, I'm not peer pressured outside of my morals or anything like that. Yeah, but I feel that. But if there's something going on where it, it's not against my morals, and there's it's not there's not a whole lot of negative consequences other than that I don't really want to do it, sometimes I can be peer pressured into doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, like, uh, for, for example, when I was when I was growing up, I hated roller coasters, just, just <laughs> despised them. Um, little tangent story, my dad was like, okay, you just got to ride one to get to get a feel for it so we're at worlds of fun and he's like okay we'll try the the boomerang that's a small one right <laughs> the boomerang sucks i got on that and just had a massive headache because you're just banging around you go forwards on the front loop and then you essentially just go backwards through the same thing yeah and it it's i hate i hate that roller coaster to this day and i enjoy roller coasters now but it wasn't until like i went with a group of friends and we were standing in line for the Patriot, and I was like, "Okay, guys, I think I'm a, I'm, I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna stay out to like, come on, come on." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, so." Then you did it. Yeah. And now you don't hate them. Yeah, exactly. And I don't hate roller coasters, so it's kind of a positive peer pressure. Exactly. Thing, you know, but, but, peer pressure like, can be negative and positive. And yeah, I feel like going back to that. I feel like most of the time people think it's a negative. Yeah. But I feel like. Um, it can be a positive thing, too, but it's usually just cast in a negative light because it's usually associated with doing things that one normally wouldn't do, like, as far as our morals go, mm -hmm. but I feel like 
um, it can really, like, influence people to do the right thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, I mean, peer pressure, it, it depends on where you are as a person. So if you're very stable with um, kind of what your morals are, then you can, peer pressure can be utilized in a positive way. Um, but if you're kind of fluid, then depending on who you're with, they can change you for a negative way. Yeah. But, uh, but um, I didn't think this conversation entirely through, but, uh. Isn't that the word. point? That's the point of the conversation. Right. But we're just flowing and ebbing and flowing. But uh, so I'm just gonna bounce around. Going back to the the gym status, right? So yeah. you go to the gym just about every day of the week, right? Um, I try to. I usually aim for like five to six days a week. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always happen. Yeah. But so, do you see the same people at the gym? Would you say, or do you, does it just mix up a whole lot? I know there's a lot of people here at K State, but um, I do recognize some people. I see them fairly often, usually because there's something distinct about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually I end up going around the same time each day. So it's usually the same people I go yeah. at that time. Um, there's one guy. Um, we affectionately refer to him as Chicken Legs. <laughs> uh, I see him all the time, when, depending on when I go. I feel like he's there for at least, like, three hours because, like, I've gone there earlier in the evening and he's just getting there or he's been there for a little bit and then I've gone like later in the evening like a couple hours Uh later and he's still there (laughs) and I don't really know about him but you know he seems like a a gym guy Uh uh-huh but uh he's uh he's kind of funny looking not gonna lie (laughs) so so why do you call him chicken legs because his upper body is absolutely massive like this guy is huge but his legs is unproportional to that. He doesn't have, like, small legs either. They're yeah. just, compared to his upper body, they look <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. So, so when you started working out, did you, like, look stuff up online to figure out what you wanted to do? Or how did you learn into the routine that you do now? Uh, most of the stuff, most of the basics I learned from my dad. Uh-huh. Um, he kind of showed me some of the basics. And then as I got more into it, I have just picked things up from, like, just doing research on my own or um, seeing other people do stuff mm-hmm. or things that I want to do. So it's kind of been a mix of those things. Yeah. Do you see yourself working out for, like, your whole life at the same intensity that you are now? Or I do you mean, think it'll dial down a little bit <laughs> As much college? as I can because yeah. I, I definitely, for the foreseeable future, but, like, I mean... Obviously, when you get older, you just can't do that. Your body just yeah. can't handle it as much. But I, like, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be as fit as possible throughout my life. I want to take care of my body because mm-hmm. I know, like, it will help later on. And I really don't want to be, like, that guy with the huge pot belly and, like, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Not to be too, too judgmental, but I just yeah. don't see myself as being like that. I want to take care of my body. Yeah. I know I won't be uh, massive for my whole life because, you know, <laughs> when you get older, it just doesn't work as well, but yeah. um, I feel like starting now is a good thing. Yeah. yeah, especially when you have all the time that you have in college to actually do it. Sure. Yeah, I, you know, it doesn't feel like a lot of time now, from, but from what you hear after college, it just you just have even less time, especially if you get a relationship and get married and all of that jazz. Yeah, that's why you find a woman (laughs) who wants to go to the gym with you. Ah, and then you go to the gym as a family. Exactly. 
No, it reminds me of this. Uh, there was this um, guy who I don't I don't know where he was on one of the Hawaiian islands, and he was like 105, but he would run the length of the island every morning, and just was in incredible shape. Had nice. a sad ending. He got hit by a bus. Wow, that's yeah. a really depressing. A real depressing ending. But he was extremely in shape, and I would say 105 is a full life. I don't know about you. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to live to 120. It's, that would be. I can't imagine you could do a whole lot at 120. Yeah, it's it is impressive though. Some of the people who are that old though, and they're just like. I don't know, they're just, like, living life. Yeah, yeah, they still they still can do things, move around and stuff like that. I saw this thing, this dude, I think he was in his 90s, and he was still, like, like still, like, competing in, like, like I don't know if it was powerlifting or what it was, but it was, like, yeah. kind of ridiculous, because this dude is, like, 90 years old, and he's, like, still, like, beating some people who are, like, <laughs> a quarter of his age, and it was yeah. just crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I know, uh, AGT, um... America's Got Talent, there was an act that came on, and there was this guy who was, like, um, 68, and then there, another guy who was, like, 45, and they did the whole um, body lifting things where you were lifting each other in all these various different ways oh, yeah. and all that thing. And they were doing some crazy stuff for <laughs> how old they were. It's yeah. Just, just, like, if you take care of your body early on like you are doing, then that kind of helps to translate a little bit into the future, but... Age definitely takes a toll no matter what. And genetics, too. Yeah, genetics. <laughs> That's um, always unfortunate. Yeah. I think also, like, another big thing is diet. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely didn't start to see as good of results until, like, I started focusing on my diet as well. Yeah. Like, it's really important to make sure that, like, it's not... People get, like, a little too obsessed with it. It's pretty simple for the most part. Basically, as long as you eat enough of the right things, you're going to gain weight. And if you don't, if you eat just the amount that you need, like that your body consumes, then you're going to keep the same weight. And then if you eat less than what your body consumes, then you're going to lose weight. It's Mm -hmm. basically just, it's that simple. But it's just making sure that you eat enough because I feel like people just don't eat enough of the right things like and I know that's definitely one thing that helps me just in general I feel better about like just feel better in general and also it helps me perform to the fullest and also people usually I feel like some people just eat way too much sometimes I think that it'll help them but if you eat too much then you get kind of fat and then you have to Depending on what you're trying to do, trying to lose that weight's a pain, and it could impact your goals. So, kind of a consistent increase in food, but not there's like a certain there's there's a point that doesn't really make much sense to go farther than because mm-hmm. like if you're trying to gain if you're trying to gain muscle and gain weight, like you're going to gain fat no matter what. Your body can't 100 percent use all of that that you eat, but like if you eat too much then you're building a lot more fat. Like, there's this thing called GOMAD, which is gallons of, a gallon of milk a day, which is the stupidest thing ever because, because <laughs> you just get fat. Like, unless you are taking steroids or you have just a ridiculous metabolism, which even then I don't really know. I really don't think it's a good thing. Like, your body can't consume all those calories. Like, yeah. 
like that's probably like I think it's like two thousand plus calories in a gallon of whole milk, and like you're just gonna get fat, like yeah. <laughs> plain and simple. Yeah. So I know you have a whole bunch of those like workout supplements, yeah, you know, like like pre workout, post workout, and all that protein stuff. Um, where do you think that comes into play? So say you're like there's different kinds of people that have different goals. Um, say you just want to get in shape, say you want to gain muscle mass, and then you want to be really serious into work li- uh, working out, like where does the supplements come into play? Um, I think for the average person, or, you know, just like trying to get in shape, trying to get fit, like you don't really need any of that stuff. It doesn't really, it makes like minor differences, mm-hmm. um, but it it's not a huge difference. It's not a make or break thing. Like if you're, if you're on a budget and you're not trying to get like, not trying to be the best you know, get to be the absolute best, then I don't really think it's worth it. Like, if you're just trying to be, trying to get in shape and get fit, it's, you don't need that. Um, but I definitely think, um, protein, like, whey protein is, like, a really big thing. Um, it helps me make sure I get enough protein in during the day, because that's one of the biggest things, um, if you're trying to gain muscle, or even if you're trying to lose weight, you want to make sure you're getting enough protein so your body like doesn't consume your muscles for a protein source because mm-hmm. that's what usually happens it'll start to break down muscle tissue and you'll start to lose muscle mass um so making sure you get that so you can either build it or not lose as much muscle mass if you're, mass if you're trying to cut or trying to lose weight um i think that'd be like a good starting point but then like it, it gets expensive after a while and mm-hmm. like you're like getting pretty you're not getting as noticeable results. I think pro, like whey protein or any sort of protein, vegan, whatever you want, mm-hmm. um, that's like the biggest thing because that helps, that, that helps one of your macronutrients, it helps your protein intake, which your diet is more important than like your supplements. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you're trying to compete, or if you're trying to like, you know, if you want the best, I think something like pre-workout is good. Um, it helps like, it definitely helps get a big pump going and gets your blood flowing and gets that to your muscles and helps it to, you know, work, helps you to work harder. Um, I think creatine could be useful sometimes. It's honestly, like, not a huge increase, but, like, over time it can help maybe, like, just a little bit, like 1%, maybe. It'll help, like, if you're trying to. And it's really not that expensive, so it's not, like, the biggest thing but some of the other things yeah. I don't really think it's worth it yeah um so for the level you're at um what does each of the things that you have do um so I usually have one or two scoops of whey protein a day just to makes it easier um to just get that protein level mm-hmm. um and then I when I I I got like the individual components that go in most pre-workouts because it was cheaper to buy them mm-hmm. on bulk and then just mix them together myself. And so that usually just helps, um, like, get blood flowing and gets gets you pumped Yeah. Um, for that. And then those are pretty much the main things that I use. Um, like, if I'm trying to, like, bulk or gain weight, I'll usually take creatine. Um, mm-hmm. But it uh, makes you kind of bloated because it, it causes it... It, like, the way it works is it basically helps your body um, produce more ATP, mm-hmm. and which gives your muscles fuel, and one of the byproducts of that reaction is water, so you hold on a lot more water weight, 
so you get you like you get you look bigger too, but you're kind of just bloated from all the water. Yeah. So like once you lose that, you look kind of trim, which is cool. But um, it helps a little bit, I think. If anything, it might just be like a placebo. But you yeah, know, I'm usually kind of skeptical about this stuff, so I don't yeah. I don't really think that's it. But yeah. you know, the placebo effect is actually really cool. Just a random yeah, thing. Yeah, totally cool. But I mean, it's the fact that. <laughs> Your brain is literally like, oh, yeah, yeah, this should work, and then just fixes itself. <laughs> yeah, you can trick your body into, like, doing things. That's just wild. Curing itself. Yeah. No, that stuff is crazy. But, so, with working out, do you find that when you go and work out, you kind of get rest from that? Like, if you're doing schoolwork all day, and you go to the gym, do you feel like you were able to rest from schoolwork, or do you find it as just another piece of work, and then when you get home from that, then you can rest? Um, I find it as, I would say that sometimes I don't really want to go, but I go anyway, and then it's a little bit more work, but mm -hmm. usually I find that if that's the case, once I get there, I, yeah, I kind of enjoy it, yeah. um, but I find it kind of relaxing, usually it's a nice break from the day, I just focus on that, I really like when I like, it's really nice when I'm like done for the day and like I can just go work out, take my time, not really worry about it. Definitely that's when I have like the best workouts, but sometimes I just do it because I want to take a break, clear my mind. Mm -hmm. um, but then like the fact like, okay, I can, I have like an hour or whatever to do this all, then I have to go back and do the rest of the stuff, sometimes impacts it a little bit. So. Uh -huh. Yeah. So would you recommend everyone works out in a similar way that you work out, or do you think that... Uh, like, I know some people like to do just body workouts or they just want to do, you know, like running endurance type things. Do you think everyone should go to the gym and do weights to some extent? Or do you think only some people should do that? I mean, it really just depends on your goal. Yeah. I remember having a conversation the other day, arguing over... <laughs> to be fair, I, I, my body just... I just want the right body type for, like, running. Yeah. Like, I just don't have that kind of body composition and then it's not something I enjoy so I don't really do it mm -hmm. I do cardio because it's important it helps you you know just in general in life yeah. and it actually helps you lift more weight because you know you get better blood flow better oxygen going to yeah. your muscles um but it really depends on like what you want like what your goals are so my goal is um to get to like get stronger build muscle mass um I kind of want to start powerlifting because I think that's kind of cool. Just, yeah. Um, it's, I feel like that's more accessible than bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is this seems like, honestly seems kind of depressing and like yeah. you're never going to be like the best unless you kind of cheat and so you use steroids. Like there's no way people at a professional level are not using steroids with yeah. how big they are. Um, you can get really big on like naturally, but like a big part of that is genetics. But the thing is, like, powerlifting is more accessible. Like, you don't need to be the best. You can do it mm -hmm. for fun um, than anything else. And it's just, it just seems kind of fun because it's just, you know, squatting heavy, deadlifting heavy, and benching heavy. And I like two of those three a lot. Yeah. Bench press, <laughs> not as good at that. But, you know, it kind of challenge me to get better at that. Um, but some people, like... People people enjoy running. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Like, yeah. do do what you enjoy, um, because like no matter what you're doing, you're taking good care of your body. You're making sure that you know it's it's staying healthy. Um, so 
yeah, it's really just what you want to do, what you find that you enjoy. Because for me, like lifting weights, don't like running. Yeah. <laughs> and if, like, you play sports either, you know, recreationally or, like, you know, however else you may play them uh-huh. fairly competitively, then, I mean, just do, like, exercises that will help you improve, like, your athletic ability in that sport, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, how would you say um, weightlifting has changed kind of how you live life outside of the gym? Um, Like, has it made you more outgoing, more confident, or is it just kind of you feel more comfortable, or has it not changed anything, really? Um, I would say it probably, it definitely has made me more confident and more comfortable. Um, I was usually pretty comfortable with who I am anyway, just... But I definitely think um, physically there was always something I felt like I was missing because mm-hmm. I always felt like, you know, I was never, like, f- fat, fat, but I was always, like, I was never skinny. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was fine with that for the most part, but I was just like, man, everyone else is, like, skinny. Why can't I be like that? <laughs> but that's, you know, that's just the way high school works. Um, but definitely has made me feel more confident. Um, but... The, it's also been kind of a, a battle between going over from turning from confidence to pride because yeah. um, mm-hmm. there's there's sometimes just that you know like man I'm so much stronger than all those people I'm so much bigger than all those people that yeah. I was kind of like I felt like I was inferior to and it's kind of like making up for like some things but for the but I mean it's it's kind of a fine line to walk but. Um, I just think in general, I just feel better with who I am, and, you know, the pride thing might come with that, but I don't really buy into it. Mm-hmm. I know it's always going to be there, but I feel like you're always going to have struggles like that. Yeah. And, I mean, as long as, like, you don't let it go to your head, mm-hmm. I think it can be really helpful, because I know a lot of people just kind of struggle with, like, their body image, and, like, mm-hmm. I think being completely honest I kind of did too I just never really mm-hmm. admitted it so yeah pride will creep up on you in, in every aspect of life yeah. so uh, it makes sense it would creep up there yeah I, I think it's funny you were saying that you were like why can't I be like the skinny people I think it's funny because like from the skinny side on the skinny side you were like why can't I be like the non-skinny people you know everyone's yeah. kind of just always looking for a different image in the in the younger years as well. No one, yeah, it's kind of sad. But it seems like no one really is happy with who they are. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm happy with who I am. Yeah, that's a plus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's great to hear. So it, it kind of just filling in and being more comfortable with who you are. Some of that comes with time, and some of that comes with actually taking yeah. a stance and doing something about it. You know, kind of creating some confidence there. But. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, we have a nice pause in the conversation. Happens this candle smells really good. It's starting to get going. <laughs> Why, thank you. I just can't really smell anything, so. Yeah, I don't have a great sniffer myself. I'm also just really congested right now, yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, Are you hit, getting a cold? I don't think so. I hope not. Like, my allergies, like, it's usually just, like, seasonal allergies, yeah. so. Can't trust the seasons. It's get, get you, you know, every time. <laughs> yeah. Stupid fall and spring, you know, gotta love them, but, like, plants you know they're the worst thing ever <laughs> you just like, have to ruin my day <laughs> i know like who do they think they are right yeah, growing I mean, on our ground well yeah and like producing oxygen so we can breathe it right? i mean like, like 
have a little respect. You exactly. Know? <laughs> no, the biggest thing is, why does my body think that, you know, this pollen <laughs> in the air is out to kill me, and it's killing itself then? I, it's like, <laughs> it's not necessary. Like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I remember back home, right, we had our yard to mow, and it used to be split up between all three of the brothers. <laughs> And then, like, high school, Calvin's like, well, I have allergies and it sucks, so I can't mow. And I'm like, oh, convenient excuse yeah. you have there. Convenient. And then Hudson also had something else going on, so I became, like, the designated mower. And even though I wasn't allergic to the stuff, occasionally, like, when you're mowing up dandelions and stuff like that, oh, it'll just yeah. fly into your nose. So it doesn't matter if you're allergic or not, it's just going to fly into your nose. Yeah. get all over the place so that's always a pleasant experience but yeah the pleasant side cut grass smells real good it does that's like a staple of the summer it is like just sitting outside in the evening and it's like smells like freshly cut grass yeah. or in like the spring it's pretty nice uh-huh do you think that you're going to keep a good tally on your yard when you're older because there are some people that like sprinklers and they want the grass cut like inch and a quarter just all the time do you think you'll be closer to that or closer to uh um i'm not touching my yard kind of thing I, there's obviously a middle ground but say you have zero and ten right there where, where do you fall on that spectrum you feel like wait what's zero and what's ten uh zero is uh not caring is ten is not caring. okay yeah, ten is yeah i would say in the middle somewhere wow what a specific Maybe like six answer. yeah six because i think it's kind of important but also sometimes it's easy to let it yeah get like get away from you like my dad is like he did landscaping when he's in college over the summer and so he usually took pretty good care of our lawn yeah but he's just been really this the past few years he's just had things he's been busy with work mm -hmm. like a couple of years ago he hurt himself so he couldn't do it and so I mean, it's still pretty nice, but, like, fortunately he has two kids that can mow the lawn, yeah. so I can take care of, but, like, I don't, it just doesn't have as much time to, like, yeah. plant, you know, plant stuff and do all that, so I think that's probably what I'm going to wind up being like. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think yards look nice, and they're great, but I kind of just, I would fall more on the, like, four side, you know, yeah. as long as it's adequately cut, I'm good for the most part. But, uh, yeah, anywhere between a four to six is probably like it, it, respectable. a good place to be. <laughs> yeah, like once you get on farther on either end, it's like okay, you should mow your lawn, or you, you it's okay. Like it doesn't need to be perfect. <laughs> you can do other things. Yeah, yeah. That's just something you enjoy. I mean, then just do what you like. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, if it's a hobby, some people enjoy that. Um, so, kind of bring it back to the the working out, getting bigger vibe. Um, do you feel that, uh, I know I was talking with Mike, oh, and he was talking about how um, just after after gaining some mass, he kind of enjoys being able to walk around and kind of just be the bigger figure walking around and, like, less intimidated by other people. Do you feel like you were ever intimidated by people and that you are now less so? Or do you feel like you walk around with kind of a, a straighter back kind of a thing, so to speak? I mean... I never felt like I was intimidated by other people. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean, so like, I feel more confident in myself when I'm bigger. Yeah. Like, and when people notice it, it feels nice, but 
Sorry, because I remember over the summer, like, people would comment on it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some of the other interns. And I was like... Thank you. I was like, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, try not to let this go to my yeah. head, you know? Yeah. But... And positive feedback in anything is always great. And I don't think we give enough positive feedback to each other. Yeah. Just generally speaking. I think guys in particular just guys. don't say anything. <laughs> it's like... You, you know, it's like you don't really care what people think, but also at the same time, you would like someone to like notice yeah. what you've done. So. But as a guy, it kind of feels awkward to just yeah. compliment another guy in a specific like, dude, way. Like, you look huge. Yeah, especially it's like physical things. Yeah, you have to do the whole the whole preface. You know, it's like, hey, I'm no homo, but looking great today. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, why can't we just yeah like, compliment each other? Yeah, the thing is, you could change. But it would just sound weird, you know, with, with culture. Because you couldn't change culture as a whole. So you yeah. could start complimenting guys the way that girls compliment girls. But it wouldn't translate well in culture. Yeah, I think it's easier with people that you know, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But, like... Yeah, with people you know, it makes not, not just a random guy. Like, yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just... I feel like... I wonder if it's kind of like the people, like guys, it's like want to have control of the situation. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. They're like not willing to like show like, I mean, I don't really see it as a weakness, but maybe that's what, you know, what the thought, like the underlying thought is. It's like, man, if I like tell this person they're really good at something, I'm showing weakness because then I'm saying that I'm not as good as them or something like that. Something ridiculous. Kind of put you a tear under them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that, I, I can see that. Guys just don't want to be vulnerable, which is not super healthy. Yeah. I mean, we all love to compete, right? In one way, shape, or another. Um, And it kind of translates into just normal speech. If I tell you you look great today, does that mean I look less great today, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's the differences between guys and girls are astounding. It's kind of like, like I didn't have I just had brothers growing up yeah and so like coming to college and like being friends with a lot of girls it's just kind of like insane just how different mm-hmm. we are but at the same time like they like men and women complement each other so well because yeah. like what's missing in like men is usually present in women and yeah. vice versa which is kind of kind of crazy if you think yeah about. It's, it's really cool to see you know God's design flow in that way yeah exactly it's like that part, it's like the part of Adam that was taken out to make Eve yeah. is like... He doesn't have that part anymore. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's why we don't have those things, because like, God gave it to Eve. Give it to the woman, yeah. Yeah. No, it's... It is cool seeing seeing, seeing those differences play out. Um, did, did you have a whole lot of female friends like in high school or middle school growing up? Not to make this sound really sad, but I just didn't have a lot of friends in yeah. general growing yeah. up, in high school especially. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. To answer your question. Yeah. Yeah, I know, like, I never really had female friends. It was always, for me it was always weird, because I, it'd be like, can I have a female friend without having an underlying thought that I could date this person, you know? Like, I had yeah. trouble doing that. I feel like it's harder, both, like, maturity-wise and, like, culturally-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, people are like, oh, like, people are, I don't know, more likely to assume things, and then it's just, 
weird and then when you deny <laughs> their assumption yeah, they're like oh that, that means yes, yes. <laughs> like, no means yes that's like yeah. no that's not what that means it's like do you like this girl and you're like no and they're like ah that means you like and it's like yeah, I have it's no. either like you like them or you're gay <laughs> yeah. so like, kind of the two options none of the in things that, that you want people to think about you for what it, but yeah yeah it's it's not easy but then you're just I feel like it's easier to relate to people in college, at least it has been for me, mm-hmm. people just don't really care as much about the things that they cared about before, mm-hmm. and so that was, like, really refreshing when I came to college. Yeah. I find the culture shift from high school to college to be just real interesting. Like, I remember yeah. first year coming in, you talk to people, and there's no, like, like in high school, if you're a senior and you see a freshman, there's a big difference there just visually and just culturally and like the seniors more confident with where they are and the freshmen's just coming in yeah. whereas in college i came in as a freshman and no one really knew what grade anyone was in so everyone's just yeah. kind of like oh what grade are you in and they're like junior it's like oh you look like a freshman but yeah you're not. <laughs> exactly or like oh i'm a freshman no way you look like a you look like you're 25 yeah exactly yeah so, it's kind of it's interesting like that because it's also interesting looking in now as someone who's not a freshman anymore and seeing the freshmen like seeing like man we like changed those same exact ways that they did yeah. like just growing up that year it's really and even like I guess even as a freshman I noticed like all the people around me growing up more and stuff like that and it was kind of it was kind of cool yeah see. yeah it is it is cool freshman year is a cool time you know you're in the dorms with a whole yeah. lot of other freshmen and just kind of seeing everyone adapt in different ways trying to figure yourself out yeah definitely trying to figure yourself out <laughs> but it's also kind of sad sometimes just the way yeah. that people cope the way that people like try want to be more grown up than they actually are and mm-hmm. it's like it's really not that great like, yeah some people you come to realize that it's like mm, being an adult's not really fun I'm yeah gonna, i'm just gonna stay where i'm at for as long as i can yeah so. it's kind of like that idea that a lot of people growing up, you know, when you're like high school and then early college, drinking is like, this is, this is, this is great. I want to do this because this makes this me feel grown life. up. And then they turn 21 and it just dials all the way down sometimes. Not yeah. always, but sometimes. You know, it's kind of like, oh, I can, it's it's no longer a edgy thing, edgy th- stuff. Everyone loves edgy stuff. It's, yeah. It's no longer like that big of a deal because it's like, oh, I just got away with this. and I mean, I'm such an adult yeah. now. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of feel, I feel like this is another topic, but I feel like, do you think that the legal age to consume alcohol should be 21 or should it be younger? Should it be older? Oh, like that whole argument? Yeah. I, I don't think there's an issue with it being younger, but I I feel here, um, if you get younger, a lot of times in high school, people don't make the smartest decisions with alcohol. They already don't make those smart decisions with alcohol, but I don't know if I don't know how changing the legal age would change that in the sense. Maybe it was discouraged them since it's now legal and it's no longer like a, a taboo thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really know. I know other countries do that have a younger drinking age and it's not a huge deal, <laughs> right? Because they respect alcohol. And I've heard the argument where if you grow up respecting it, right, you don't see it as just something oh don't touch this don't do this and then you yeah. go and do it i do i kind of feel like it's a couple of those things i feel like there's a stigma behind it that yeah. we have and that's not really that doesn't help things mm-hmm. 
like, you just need to be like, you just need to respect stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And second, I think it could be 18. I honestly think it should be. It doesn't really affect me because yeah. I don't like drink anyway. But I don't know. I, just, I don't really see why 21, those three years makes a huge difference. Like, you can already go to jail like for <laughs> yeah. the rest of your life being tried as an adult. You can buy tobacco in well, some places, not all places mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. You can go to war and die for your country, but yeah. you can't consume alcohol legally, which is kind of ridiculous if you ask me. Yeah. But I do think part of it is um, we drive a lot younger in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I know like most places, most states, you can get your license at 16, but, mm -hmm. like, in Europe and most of the places where, like, you can consume alcohol at 18, like, when you turn 18, even, is, like, when you can get your license. So you start driving later, which I feel like that might have something to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I think it should be younger, personally, because I feel like that might help with some of the, that might help with, like, the stigma behind it and helping people respect it, because, I mean, I grew up, and, like, my parents, like, would drink, but, like, or my dad mostly, my mom didn't really, um, but, like, he never got drunk, he never, like, yeah, he respected it, and, like, like through that example, like, um, it taught me to respect things mm -hmm. like that, um, and, like, I feel like that's the issue with, um, both, like, secular households, but also especially Christian households, because it's, like, it's seen as this, like, awful thing, and then when you have, like, a fear of something, then it kind of has a power over you, mm -hmm. and then it's like, man, it, like, it's, I think it's more tempting than when it's like, man, this is, like, this forbidden thing. Yeah. When, like, you say no, you really want to do what you yeah. said, you're told no, so... I mean, the first sin was forbidden fruit. You weren't supposed to don't eat God was fruit. like, don't do that. And they were like, oh. They were like, okay, for the most part. Then when, like, someone came in question, they were like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. He said no, somebody's going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an interesting thought process. Although, regardless, either way, I mean, people are going to make dumb decisions oh, no yeah. matter what, right? So it is, it is an interesting question to ask. You'd almost think if you had, like, like the drinking age before the driving age, not that I want drinking age to be, like, 13 or anything, but, you know, like, <laughs> say, say drinking age was 17 and license was 19, for example, right? Maybe, maybe if you had a couple years experiencing drinking before you're even on the road, maybe that could help with um, less drinking and driving in the sense that uh, you kind of have experience with alcohol, you know what it does and all of that. I mean, everyone knows what it does, but as opposed to... You don't know how you, it like, really affects you. Yeah, like 16, like say you get your license at 16 and you start drinking at 18 or you start drinking at 21, you've been driving for like two, two, three, four years and yeah. you're like, I'm a good driver. And then you start drinking alcohol and you're like, I can still drive, I'm fine, right? Yeah. You know, it's kind of a, a flip-flop where you're good at driving and then you add alcohol instead of being like good with alcohol and you had driving kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, I will have been driving for seven years <laughs> when I turn 21, so yep. I could see that being a thing. Yeah. I already think I'm way better of a driver than I probably actually am, <laughs> and not without any, like, substances to impede my judgment even yeah. more. Yeah, And looping all the way back around to the original topic, right? Peer pressure. Yes. I feel like a lot of people 
um, they don't initially seek that alcohol, but they want to fit in in high school, and so they go to these parties and events, and then they get peer pressure into alcohol, and that becomes part of their life, right? It's the cultural behind it, and a lot of people that don't have, you know, a firm background and don't have kind of close um, friends that will kind of lead them on the right path, they want to fit in somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so they find that fitting in with these with alcohol and with all these things because that's like oh this is this is how I can fit in and so kind of get peer pressure towards that um, I feel like I see some of that but so what you're saying is the moral of the story is peer pressure other people into going and working out and peer pressure yes. other people into being responsible with right? alcohol right you peer pressure them like be responsible and they're like ah yeah <laughs> right I feel like I feel like we need more good peer pressure in this world, you know? We, or we also need to, like, put the good peer pressure in a light more than, like, the bad one. Because yeah. people just assume it's a negative thing yeah. to begin with. And there's definitely good things about it. Yeah. And, I mean, improving the amount of good stuff would be good, too. But. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely bad stuff with peer pressure, but you can still use it for good, right? Yes. You can still use it to guide people in the right direction. If you think about it, parenting, in a way, is a little bit... I mean, you have, it's then learning from what you're doing, but in some ways, you do peer pressure your child a lot, not that I have children, but just from my experience with my own parents, (laughs) from my experience with my own parents, you know, they kind of, they kind of peer pressure you into doing new things, like eat the food, (laughs) or that's not really peer pressure, but. um, It's more just like, hey, I'm your parent, you will eat this, because I say so. Yeah. (laughs) Because I said so. (laughs) Lovely phrase, but, but yeah, I would say, yeah. Moral behind it, more good peer pressure. That can help. We kind of bounced all over the place. (laughs) It was on the spot. It's on the spot, right? There's nothing. There was no set agenda. But, uh, but yeah. You have any have any final thoughts? Shout outs. You are allowed a few shout outs at the end of these. Um, shout out to my mom for giving birth to me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Hi mom. (laughs) Hi mom. Yeah, my uh, my cousin Amy just had her first kid today. So that's, that's pretty exciting. sweet. That's pretty exciting. I hope I get to have kids one day. Yeah, honestly, that'd be so much fun. Yeah, being a dad. Yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to raise all of my left-handed kids. Oh my! <laughs> what if they're all right-handed? What are you gonna do then, Dawson? I'll still love them. Well, like, I'll what just if, make them. What about like left-handed. on a sonograph when you're like, okay, is the baby left or right-handed? And they tell you it's right-handed. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Are you going to give it up for adoption? <laughs> that's that's adoption. horrible, Dawson. I didn't say that. It was your words. I don't know. Mine. I would simply tie the right arm behind. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Uh, they used to, I'll talk I'll talk about left-handedness on other podcasts. Okay. I have plenty to say on that. Uh, okay. I'm sure you do. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that. Okay. Thanks, Dean, for coming on. Thanks for having me. a great me. time. I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the candle. Yeah, it smells nice. Um, it is customary to drink the wax oh, afterwards good. if Yum. you would like. Hot um, wax. Hot wax. <laughs> so... So, yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, Hope everyone has a great day and a great rest of their week, and we'll see you next time.